First news with Keeler in the morning on WIBX and WIBX950.com. Ryan Nobles, CNN, good morning. How are you? Wow, just exciting to be with you guys uh, running the ship all by yourself. So far, you haven't crashed it into anything. Well, <laughs> you've obviously just uh, you just joined us. You haven't we, been yeah, listening all morning. We have 15 minutes, too. So, uh... The second thing is, I could just, just you know, we, got a, we just got a message from a guy named Jeff in New York Mills. He says, judging off Ryan's enthusiasm, he's really happy to be with these two <laughs> losers today. All right. <laughs> How you doing, man? What's going on? I'm doing well. I'm sorry I missed you guys last week. I realized after the fact that I just completely forgot to call in, and I apologize for that. <laughs> That's no, no problem. So hey, I want to play a game with you right now, Ryan. Who tweeted it? Ready? I'm going to read a series right. of four tweets, and you have to tell me who it was. No tweet. chance. This gets me in trouble. Okay, <laughs> tweet, tweet, tweet number one. Just spoke to Sandy. Tweet number two. Hang in there, everybody. We're going to play tonight. Tweet number three. Well, game is canceled. We tried, but the weather didn't cooperate. My sincere apologies. Tweet number four. We tried, but weather didn't cooperate. I can control some things, but that isn't one of them. Who tweeted it? That is the, that's the owner of the New York Mets. Steve that's Cole. right. Yes, that's I, right. I saw those play out as I was waiting for the game to start last night. Uh, I would have been very frustrated as a Met fan to be sitting there wondering if I should stay or go, and, and him tweeting like at around eight thirty, "Hang in there, we're definitely going to get the game in." That I would know. have made me a little frustrated. <laughs> yeah, and then the game but obviously think, gets canceled. Yeah, I go think ahead. his heart is in the right place, though. I mean, have you been to a baseball game before, trying to wait out a rain delay, and you hear nothing from any of the official people involved, and you sit there wondering what was going to happen? I think he definitely was trying to give people the right bit of information uh and you know he, it ended up blowing up in his face which is too bad yeah um that is of- rough so now the mets play another doubleheader today which i think is their fourth doubleheader in the last two weeks it's outrageous as long as they get the it wins is. um you know i will say though i took my son and so i did a thing uh when they were in washington a couple weekends ago um, they did one of these seven-inning doubleheaders, and it was a day-night doubleheader, which is the way Major League Baseball works now. And they are only seven innings, but I tell you what, I actually enjoyed the seven-inning experience. I took my son to the earlier game, uh, and it was you know a blazing hot day. It was seven innings was the perfect amount of time for him to stay completely engaged in the game. And then I went home, went back and picked up my wife, and we went with another couple and watch the nightcap, and it was just a really fun experience. I, you know, I think for a doubleheader, 14 innings is a lot more easy to handle than 18 innings, if you're going to watch both games. Yeah. Listen, I completely agree with that because, I mean, 18 innings of baseball in one day is, <laughs> is enough to last you probably a whole week. But, Ryan, let me ask you this. They don't adjust the ticket prices. So, for instance, there's a doubleheader today, a 2 o'clock game and a 7 o'clock game. If I, as a fan, bought my, uh, bought my tickets – I don't know, last week for this Wednesday night game, this originally scheduled 7 p.m. Wednesday night game, I paid full price. Now I get... Do you go? Do I you get, get to go to the sec, the first game, though? No. I get like 20% less game almost. I think, though, I, I think every ball club does it different. But I do believe that when there's a rainout, and especially a rainout that then becomes a doubleheader, it's not as though your ticket becomes a ticket to that the game that it re- replaces... I, I'm, I'm pretty sure in Washington what they do is they just give you credit for a future game, especially Correct. if you buy it through the, the Nationals. Um, so, like, if you buy it at StubHub or something like that, then you might be out of luck. But the uh, I, I'm pretty sure the way it works is that it's credit for a future game as opposed to you have to show up. You know, if you get plans to go 
at seven o'clock on a on a Wednesday, Tuesday night, and the game's at two o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon. Uh, you got to go to that game. Um, no, no, Ryan, right. I, I think you're absolutely right about that. I think a lot of times they'll give you tickets to a future game if you can't make it because they understand people travel and they don't want to discourage that. They don't. Right. They don't want somebody to have a bad experience and go, oh well, I'll never do that again because if it's rained out, right. I'm sol. But at the same time, if I bought tickets for the Wednesday night game, expecting a nine inning full game, I'm only That's getting exactly seven. Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. And so, you know, I rarely buy tickets through the team itself. You know, I'm almost always buying on the secondary market. And Mm -hmm. with baseball in particular, you can wait right up until an hour before first pitch. And, you know, you could end up getting really good seats for a reasonably good price Mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, there's a lot of speculators in the ticket game who buy season tickets and jack up the prices, hoping to, to get out ahead. And then with an hour before the game, they just need to unload something. You know, it's a little bit risky, especially if it's going to be a popular game and there might be a sellout. But in general, with baseball, because there's so many games, you can end up getting a pretty cheap seat. Sticking with sports quickly, uh, Shikari Richardson, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, originally, it was a 30-day ban, but now they say that uh, you will not, she will not be running in the Tokyo Olympics. Who was the? Do you know who the ban was uh, uh, instituted by? I believe it's the International Olympic Committee's rules uh, that said that you can't have a substance, uh, you can't have marijuana in your system x amount of days before the event. And I think the U.S. Olympic Committee has a similar rule. So you know the the problem with this is there's so many layers of jurisdiction, right? There's the local laws, there's the federal laws, and you have the U.S. OC laws, then you have the International Olympic Committee laws. Listen, I get it, I. You know, the Olympic Committee statement yesterday made a lot of sense. We have these rules in place. You know what the rules are. You should have followed the rules. But it's also an incredibly dumb rule. There's just yeah. nothing There's just nothing beneficial to uh, an athlete, particularly an athlete of that level of performance, um, to uh, smoke marijuana. I mean, I would recommend against it from a training regimen, yeah. but there's, there's absolutely no benefit that it provides someone like that especially uh, in running run. <laughs> yes exactly you yeah. know i think it's more of a character issue they and even that you know the the per- changing perception of marijuana consumption in america i mean it's just been so rapid it's like overnight it's become a, an accepted form uh, of recreational use and you know then when you put against the backdrop of it that she was dealing with the death of her mother um, you know, that doesn't, you know, there's no carve out in the rules for that. And, you know, the U.S. OC had a rule, and if they made an exception for her, it does open the floodgates. But man, does it show just how archaic and how slow to catch up with the times these big kind of legacy institutions are uh, that are just really tone deaf, not only to the reality of what the world is like now, but also not in tune with their athletes. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, who are the ones that make this whole thing work? Uh, you know, it's just a bunch of old people who've been doing it for a long time in faraway places who just aren't connected to, to the day-to-day. And, you know, I think a lot of these different uh, athletic groups, you see it happening with soccer in, in, in Europe. You see it happening with the International Olympic Committee. It's even a problem with some of the, the major sports leagues in the United States. They just need to get a clue and be a little bit more progressive in their in their uh, thinking. You know, I think one league that seems to understand that is the NBA. You know, they seem to be the most closely connected to their athletes and their and their fans, and they seem to be able to make uh, changes pretty quickly. 
uh, to allow for that to that change to happen. And again, this was a suspension from the U.S. or from the Olympic? The Olympic Committee. From the Olympic Committee? Yeah, yeah it was a 30-day well, ban. But, but, but not the U.S. Olympic Committee? I don't believe That's it. a good question. I, I, I'm pretty sure it was. I think the, the rule exists at the International and U.S. Olympic Committee, but it yeah. was the U.S. Olympic Committee that made the decision not to put her on the roster. Mm. So okay. there was, because of the length of the ban, she wasn't going to be able to compete in the 100 meters, uh, which was her, her top uh, event. She was not going to be able to compete in the 100 meters under any circumstances, and she was the gold medal favorite because of the timing of that. It was within the 30-day window. But there was a chance that she was going to be able to participate in the relay because that was outside the 30-day window. Mm -hmm. And the U.S. Olympic team made the decision yesterday not to put her on the team at all. So I believe the rule exists at both levels, but it was the U.S. Olympic Committee that made the decision to keep her off the roster. You know, this is a tough situation, and I think personally I would side with the – this is kind of an outdated rule here. I know there's plenty of states in the United States, including our own federal government, by the way, which uh, marijuana is still illegal. Yeah, are you surprised that there hasn't been a push for legislation federally under this administration? To there has been. I mean, you know, there, it just is, is, you know, it gets bottled up in the House and Senate because uh, there are still a lot of uh, members of Congress that still view it uh, as a kind of a gateway drug and could be problematic. But to your point about that, Jeff, even though it is technically still illegal in the U.S. Code, you know, the... Uh, Back starting in the Obama administration, they made the decision to stop prosecuting uh, marijuana offenses. So it's kind of a it's a rule on the book that doesn't really have any uh, you know it doesn't have any uh, oomph behind it. It just it doesn't exist. And I think that I think Jeff Sessions, when he was Attorney General, attempted to try and say that they were going to begin marijuana prosecutions again. Uh, but back, you know, the Biden uh, attorney general's office uh, under Merrick Garland has said the same thing. So it is still the law, but especially when you have this patchwork of states that have made it legal. We just mm-hmm. it just became yeah. legal here in Virginia, where I live. It's legal in Washington D.C. It's legal in New York too, right? Didn't they allow yes. a recreational? Yep. Yeah, right. Yeah, but just it's this past year. Yeah, it's it's kind of confusing in in the way it's been rolled out. You well, know, because you it, can it, possess, it, yeah. but you can't grow. But you, you know, dispensaries can't open yet. It's uh, it's very confusing. So I guess well, my- the other thing too. No, go ahead, Jeff. No, go ahead, Ryan. I'm sorry. Well, the other point I'm going to make is similar to the situation with the International Olympic Committee and the U.S. Olympic Committee is, you know, your individual employer may have a set of rules that go above and beyond what the the state or local government uh, right. allowed. And so, you know, I've had, you know, in many different job situations before I take a job. They will do a criminal background check and make you take a drug test that includes testing as to whether or not you've got marijuana in your system. And so that is, you know, there's a lot of companies that still require that, even though the, the laws in states have changed to allow it and say that it's illegal, that you can possess it, that you can grow it. Uh, so this is an example of kind of the patchwork of, of laws and rules that each individual person has to, to make sure that they adhere to. Randy in Rome uh, has a question for you, Ryan. Randy, go ahead. You're on. Yeah, hey, uh, good conversation, you guys. Um, yeah, my question is, uh, I understand, you know, what happened with the runner. I don't think it was the 200 meter or whatever, but uh, one of my two questions I have is, now, I know she was banned for 30 days, but they were saying that why can't she still be part of the relay team because 
that race is after her 30-day ban would be up. So I understand, yes, she, she took responsibility, and I commend her for that. But so we have these stupid rules, as we all agree, but let's, let's try. I mean, this is a girl's American dream, right? She's a great athlete. Mm-hmm. She, she admitted, I, I'm not going to say she made a mistake, but she took responsibility for whatever she did in her life. But what, why to keep her off the team? Yeah. Well, because I can't race in that one race, but I, I think she's it's a an great issue of. For America. All right, and Randy. my other point, okay, my other point ahead. is about the girl for protesting on on the podium. That's allowed in the United States, but it's not allowed in the international community. We got to get these rules. This is crazy. All right, Randy. Thank you for your comment. Uh, we're, we're running short on time. We'll let you listen uh, off the air to the reaction. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I was really surprised by that too. The Olympic Committee in their statement announcing the situation didn't really why they weren't going to let her on the relay. And I don't know if it has something to do with the training involved in it. You know, as, you know, was she not, because she's suspended for 30 days, is she unable to train with her fellow relay participants, which I would imagine would be important during that 30-day window? Um, is something about the travel situation, especially with COVID? I, I honestly don't know the answer to that. I, that raised a lot of eyebrows because there were a lot of people saying that there was that loophole. Yeah, she didn't. She wasn't going to be able to do the, the 100 meters, but she still would be able to do the relay. They never really explained that. At least they didn't that I saw. Uh, and it doesn't make a lot of sense, uh, and it's unfortunate. I, you know, the, the other point I think Randy made, which is a good one, is for, especially for Olympic athletes, the window of opportunity to participate in this thing that you worked mm. your entire life for yeah. is so small. And when you miss it, that may be your only shot. And I think that, on top of everything else, is why this is so heartbreaking for this this woman who, by every account, would have been a terrific representative for the United States around the world. I uh, two thoughts here. One on the on the spot that she gave up, or that's that she no longer has on the team. It might be a limited number of spots. So if she can't do the hundred meters, they're going to have to find somebody else to put well, in I'm that sure spot. They have that's a good point. That's a good point. Yep. Uh, the other thing is, uh, what was the second thing? Oh, on the, it's just it's unfortunate. Yeah, that she could work so hard and and kind of. It just goes up in smoke, for lack of a better term. But she knows going in. See, the thing that I bothers That's me, the other thing, too. She, she knows, knew the rule. She knows going in what the rule is. Yeah. And I understand she had a situation with the family. She lost her mother. Uh, it's it's just unfortunate. I just hope this doesn't evolve into a conversation about, well, they kept her off the team. It becomes a race, uh, this underhanded uh, motivation that, that why would we keep somebody off the team like that? Um, it's just an all-around, it's it's too bad. I hope she's allowed to compete in the next one. I hope she wins a gold medal Ryan, well. thanks so much for joining us. We're short on time. We'll talk to you next week. You know what? Bill doesn't even seem to come back. You guys got it. Oh, <laughs> please. Thanks for getting in the mud with us, man. I hope you have a great week. All right, guys. Have a good one. Go Mets.